0: We're looking at where we ultimately want to get to. To simple, if I really thought that this group had a chance to make the playoffs and ultimately not just make them uh, play a few games, but really go on a run, maybe you take your you keep your team together. The, you look at it. I'm gonna, you know, I don't think this is saying much, but you look at the Boston Bruins, uh, Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, Tampa Bay Lightning in our division right now, and then on the other side, even. Like, we gotta play them in the playoffs. Like, uh, I, anything can happen once you get there. But do I think we're a Stanley Cup ten, contender this year? No. Did I think we had a chance to make the playoffs? Yes. And if I thought we were a Stanley Cup contender, I would not have traded our dra- our, our, our unrestricted free agents. I would have continued to play it out and, and, and either try to continue to try and re-sign them or let it play out and sign them at the end of the year or say, you know what, we're making a run and whatever happens, happens. We're not at that point yet, so uh, we trade our uh, we trade the guys that we couldn't sign or for whatever reason weren't going to sign at this time. And uh, so I say to our fan base, like I understand the frustration, the disappointment. Um, uh, I get it, um, but I, you know, if our ultimate goal is to compete with the best teams in the league, uh, this is what I'm doing. And 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 if it doesn't work out, it's it's on me. I understand that. But, it, you know, it's make decisions today for the remainder of this year and then make decisions in this past week for the future of the Red Wings.
1: It's, uh, you know, it, it it hurts and he's one of my best
0: friends. and uh, <sighs> <sighs> mm.
2: Sorry. It hurts. Why are you off
0: the direction Talk with straight shots and then pop bottles. Yeah. Flirt with the hood rats then pop bottles. Uh-huh. Talk with that. straight shots and then pop bottles. Yeah. Flirt with the hood rats Okay oh, pop we poppin' champagne, pop champagne, champagne, champagne like we want a championship game. Look like I got on a rats, championship game cause models. I ball home.
3: Hello and welcome to episode 99 of The Fizz. Thank you all for joining us. It is Tuesday evening and I am here with the boys. Ice cold brew Lou. How we doing my man?
1: Doing good, baby. Good to be back on the saddle here on this fine Tuesday afternoon.
3: Ready to rock and roll. Yes, sir. And Channy Nash, Channy Football is also here with me as well. How we doing, brother? I smell it. It's March Madness. It's on the horizon. It's on the horizon for sure.
2: It's here. First round, terrible conference uh, tournament games today. But nonetheless, tournament
3: season has officially started as of today. And personally, I call the tournament challenges, March madness. Like I understand a lot of people refer to just the actual NCAA tournament starting. I, I count all of it. Like I, I think the madness begins with these conference Hey Amen. I agree. If you can
2: bet a power five game at noon, you are in March madness. Right,
3: right. I mean, it's just, and there's a hundred games going on this. The madness has begun. It doesn't have to be the tournament. Great time of the year. I agree. I couldn't agree more. And uh, there is no better sign that March is here than uh, melting ice, which is what uh, (laughs) Lou Lou and I dealt with this weekend. A lot of melting ice. A lot of melting ice. Slushies for everybody. Pretty soft out there. Yeah. Remind me of the old icies at City Ice Arena. But uh, so this weekend we had the Champagne Showcase, second annual at Clark Park. Uh, Absolutely beautiful day. Absolutely beautiful turnout. Uh, great tournament. I was, I was very happy with everyone that came out. Um, it was there was a lot of people there. It was awesome, dude. It was my first year uh attending and,
1: and looking forward to them moving forward, but it was just it was awesome, dude. It was a it was the one time you need it to not be a nice day out, oh, yeah. unfortunately. And yeah. it's a fucking perfectly <laughs> was, good 50 degree sunny day. It was everyone's everyone in the crowd was having the time of their life. Smiles on, there's LBLs lined up around the boards. Yeah. Um f- there was what, three or four food trucks there. Yeah. The food was phenomenal. I got a I got a bowl from uh, the one food truck. It was like a
3: delectable. Yeah, it yeah. was
1: delectable. Shout out delectable. Great bowl. I uh, had uh, cornbread on the bottom of it, brisket, and then oh, no coleslaw way. on the top. Yeah, it was phenomenal. That's awesome. Very good.
3: Yeah. So just to lay the scene for everyone, we're at Clark Park. Uh, I know I've been plugging this tournament for like four weeks now. So we actually had it four team tournament. Uh, Champagne Athletics was a team, and then we had Iris Mortgage out of Gross Point, Boland Financial out of Southfield, and Exo Freight. Um out of Royal Oak. So those were the four main sponsors. We had four teams there. Uh, and the way it worked was game one was supposed to start at 130. But I don't know if you guys remember Friday night we had a crazy ice storm, our third one of the of the fucking season. And so all that shit and sludge came down all over the ice. Uh good on Clark Park, got it all cleaned up around the rink and stuff like that. But a lot of it kind of froze into that ice. And then the next day, we had a forty degree and sunny day, and we had a group before we started there. Mm. There was there was like a, a kids
1: tournament yeah. going on, so I think
3: it was like a little girls tournament. So okay. they didn't do much to fuck up. They the were ice. shredding the ice out there. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you got eyes on them no, or I, not. I truly think it was like an eleven year old girls tournament. So, <laughs> so, so I wasn't even gonna mention that, but obviously every bit counts. Uh, so we didn't get on the ice till about two fifteen because Clark Park was doing everything they could to fix the ice. So game one was Champagne Athletics versus. Irish more iris mortgage and uh ice was soft the softest I've ever the, skated like on. actually unplayable if it wasn't a tournament with like 200 people there <laughs> yeah.
1: watching, it, it was, was there was only like a strip in the middle down the middle of the ice that was like semi hard if you were anywhere near the boards or in the corners it was like puddles and and like just sludge people were falling all over all the place, over the place. <laughs> so, so funny. the only
3: good part was that it was pure comedy for, yes for some of the some of the crowd out there but I mean Iris took care of us a three nothing game with an empty netter I got to Say the game was like an absolute gimmick game. I'm not, bl- I'm not blaming anything on the loss. The ice sucked. Uh it, it was just what we decided to do was two 10-minute running periods. Like, think of how short of a game that is. Right. Yeah. Like that's how bad the ice was. And what was funny about it was though, throughout the day, the ice got better normally it's the really? complete yes. opposite we were we literally started at the hottest part of the day yeah it was it was it was high noon yeah it felt like <laughs> it was it was it was just beaming down the people in the crowd were like de i could just see them i mean which is awesome for people, people hanging out yeah exactly right but but for the hockey game it was it was no good so no. so let me let me like back up just a little
2: bit here because um We've been talking about and joking about the weather for, like, a month now between yeah. your Labatt Blue Tournament and this one. Yeah. So, Friday comes, weather podcast. Yeah. We have, like, eight inches <laughs> of snow and ice. Yeah. So, at first, are you thinking, like, oh, fuck, the roads are fucked. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to get down there. People aren't going to show up because of the weather. Oh, yeah. And then you wake up, and it's, like... Birds. Hell on earth spring in Michigan. In the
1: morning, I was like, wow, what a perfect fucking day. Same. This is going to be great.
2: So, it was, And then it, like,
3: wouldn't stop. It was like, awesome, awesome. It's a little warm. Okay, wait, now it's 33. Shit. And then it was like 42 by puck drop. And it was like, all right, what the fuck? I had no shirt on under my jersey. Dude, the guy, yeah, the guy's getting ready in the locker room. Like, we all have the long sleeves on, and we're going out there, and we're like, all right, we just took them off. Like, normally, you got to layer up, you know, leggings and long johns and stuff. No chance, dude. I, it was hot. It, it was hot. was. Hot and for anyone who
2: shoveled the snow, that was some of the heaviest Holy snow shit, I yeah, ever was. shoveled. But I was wearing a t shirt that morning. Yeah, but let's get back to the event of Iris beating you guys three nothing. Yep, bad ice, ice gets better. What happens game two? So,
3: game two, we got Bolin Financial versus Exo Freight, and uh, I kind of kept the skates on all day because I was you know getting on and off the ice and whatever. So, but I do a lap after the Zamboni uh, gets the ice ready for them. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's fucking 10 X better. Not great. Not good ice, but like, Oh, they're going to be able to like put three strides together. There were
1: without, times when you'd like throw a pass to somebody and it's like sticks in the fucking water, like
3: 10 feet in front and, of like, you. And like water sprays in your face. Like yeah. I'm telling you, like we were all laughing out there. <laughs> yeah. Like it was a joke. <laughs> and I just think it's hilarious. So like me and uh, my buddy, John of Bowling Financial put together a, like, a lot of the tournament along with Iris and all that. But the scheduling wise, he gave me the option of what opponent I wanted to play and what time slot just fucking over hard. <laughs> Iris ended up being the, the winning, champ, the winning yep. team there. And then uh, the, the first slot was just like, no bueno the championship though. They actually got to play. That was like decent ice out yeah. there. It got real hard. We did two 15 minute running periods with them just because it took forever to start. And uh, you know, you got to keep it moving here. It's it, we don't need to do three periods. We're all over 30. We're and not playing for the cup. Yeah. 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 So, uh, you know, the punchline kind of at the end of the day is that champagne athletics is zero and two in their own tournament. They have, I've yet to win a game uh, in this tournament. So hopefully next year we can pull together. But, uh, I thought we looked good out there. Unis came out hot. Well, Unis looked really good. Yeah. I thought they were sick.
2: You know, outside of your punchline, you know, how the saying goes, it, it can't really get worse. No, it can't if you're 0 two and don't score this year. Mm-mm. So, Hey, you only can go up from here and next yeah. year, hopefully the ice and the performance will be better. Because I'd love to get you guys to lose four nothing next year on good ice, yeah, and then I know. not have a reason to blame you. I know. Guys.
3: When we're putting these teams together, you know, I got a lot of childhood buddies. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying I'm anything great either, but man, might just have to, uh, might just have to start going cutthroat because I gotta Business get a DMW. Yeah. man. not about friends anymore. <laughs> no, it really isn't because now, it, now I'm a fucking laughingstock. Um, but shout out everyone who is there, who donated, uh, who participated, supported, gave money. Uh, I just want to shout out all the sponsors again: Bolin Financial. Iris Mortgage, Exo Freight, uh, Joe Semenka's of At Properties donated a solo stove for the raffle, which was uh, absolutely the number one item out there. So thanks a lot to my buddy Joe at At Properties. Moly Box gave a golf box that they supply every month. Uh, Tuguava Coffee was there. Local Southwest. Coffee Company, they were selling coffee there. Dog and Pony Show donated to the raffle. Better Made Chips, we all know them. They donated. Men's League Sweaters gave us a huge discount on all of the jerseys, which came out absolutely phenomenal. All the
1: teams looked sweet. Seriously, very every jersey jerseys. came
3: out. If you ever are making jerseys, uh, Men's League Sweaters, uh, very easy online system. I use them for almost every jersey I make, which is like 10 times a year. So please go check them out. Um The food trucks, delectable, and curbside eatery, both Detroit uh, food trucks, showed up offered food the whole time. I mean, they, they just showed up and volunteered their time and just whatever money they could make, they could make. There was no minimum, nothing like that. You know, they volunteered their time for that. Diamond Dogs, who is a staple at the Champagne She showcase, was awesome. She is awesome. She's always at Eastern Market. She's got a hot dog stand and she just slangs dogs. I think she Every it. kind
1: of sausage you can think of. Everything. She had like 10 different sausages. Yeah. Got two she, of them. Yeah,
3: she rips it. She's Known awesome. Know from
1: experience. Yeah,
3: she's awesome. And then the Clark Park Coalition uh, for letting us uh, be ourselves at that tournament and letting us kind of run our own show and I mean you Chandler you mentioned how heavy that snow was there was no snow on the walking paths or anything by the time we got there because they shoveled it all out of the way um, so thank you to everyone who makes that happen. Great hosts yeah and it was uh, I mean it was a lot of fun and I'm pretty proud of what we were able to pull off and I just kind of want to get bigger stronger faster as the years go on. so I don't
1: know how many you had last year but this year was a, was a great turnout dude it was awesome
3: yeah it, I think it was double the size at least. Yeah. I know you wouldn't do it, but shout
2: out to you for putting it on. Thanks, yeah, brother. absolutely. Because you're Frank, the one heading job, it. Man. You're the one putting it on. You shouted out everyone else, but you really pushed this thing, I know. So shout out to you for putting it on Thanks, and getting Shane. everyone together.
3: Yeah, I mean, a lot of it's just selfish. You know, it's like, how can I... Uh just throw parties centered around people watching me play hockey. <laughs> uh, so you got to kind of get the charity shit involved and, you know, yep. <laughs> a, dress it, it up going. a little bit. Um, and I forgot the final number, but I think we raised uh, somewhere in between seven and eight grand. I think we're still waiting on the final tally, but um, you know, that's, that's almost double what we did last year. And, you know, we're just going to going to keep trying to go up into the right.
1: Yep, absolutely, man. And hey, it was it was great to meet uh, Jerry, the over under
3: king. Oh, big shout out,
1: Jerry! I feel like I knew him forever, but never got a chance to meet him face to face. And uh, I think I feel like we hit it off, got some brews down, and yeah, it was it was a good time.
3: Yes, I I I am sorry for not mentioning uh, Jerry there. He was he was a big hype man on all the benches, fired up. And it was kind of funny when you two met each other because I completely forgot you hadn't. Yeah, you know, it's just a funny one. Um, and I'd be remiss if I didn't shout out uh, my wife. Uh, Sarah and John's wife, Cassidy, and, and all the the wives and wags who helped support uh, really could not have pulled it off without you guys slanging tickets. Um, Zach at Iris Mortgage doing the MC, everyone working the scoreboard, the refs. I mean, you know, takes a village. So if I'm forgetting anybody, I really do apologize, but want to thank everybody for all the support with that.
1: Oh, yeah.
2: Hey,
3: man. Sweet. So... What else we got? What did you guys do this weekend? Cause that, that was pretty much it for me. I went there, drank a hundred beers, faded into darkness and didn't move on Sunday. So yeah. Yeah. What did you do this weekend, Lou?
1: Yeah. I had this, I had a very similar night. Me and Frank, we ended up going to Nemo's after yep. uh Clark park and tied a couple few on there and <laughs> the out your buddy's house. yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I ended up having my girlfriend actually drive me to motor city so I could bet on the UFC fights. Wow. Great fight. Keeper. Good card. Yeah, um, pretty pretty foggy at that point, but uh, definitely just laid around all day Sunday and collected myself. How about you, Channy? Uh,
2: busy weekend, very eventful weekend to say the least. Uh, Saturday night, I couldn't come to the, the uh, event on Saturday because I had a charity event on Saturday night. So, Pizzo, I know you're familiar with it. Frank, I know we got to talking before the show today. Um, But the Cassie Hines Shoes Cancer Foundation throws an annual gala. This is a foundation that supports young adults in their fight during and after diagnosis. So directly um, helps out and assists 18 to 39-year-old adults who have been diagnosed with cancer or who have recovered from cancer but had a stint with cancer. So uh, Cassie Hines was someone I went to junior high with. High school. She's a fellow Spartan as well. Unfortunately, lost her battle with cancer at the age of 21 while we were at Michigan State. But uh, her parents started this foundation in her name. Been going strong for 10 plus years now, and uh, this was the 10th event. 750 plus people at Palazzo in Shelby Township. We were able to raise, I believe it was over six figures um, just that night for the foundation. It's a great event. Um, Great event. Good time. Saw a lot of people. Got to catch up with a lot of people. Got to hear some pretty remarkable stories from some young adults um, and just had an overall really good time. I will do my shameless plug now. I put on a golf outing for this foundation every year, my golf outing this year. July 21st at Twin Lakes. If anyone is interested, please hit up Champagne Athletics. You can hit up myself. Um, but uh, we put on a good event. We had 200-plus golfers last year at our oh. event. We were able to raise about $14,000, um, and it was our sixth annual last year. So if anyone's interested, um, a great foundation. You just never know uh, when someone you love a friend of yours could get that terrible news. And uh, this organization just puts resources and really creates a network um, for cancer patients and survivors to really connect. So that's awesome. Great, great event. Had a really good time with that. And uh, also got to talking. Unfortunately, my wife's dog Pebbles passed this weekend. Which is never easy. Pizo's known pebbles as long as I have RIP Pebbles. I mean, pebbles. an OG to the game, uh, sixteen years old, always down, always was around. Great dog. Um, but one of those things where it's like, you know, I was always like, I'm not really an animal person, you know. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, how do people get upset about a dog or this or that? And yeah. I was always kind of that guy that thought that. Yeah. And You're then it until you are. happens and it's like Damn, you just don't understand or realize how much they they mean to you and how much the little things actually you look back on. And it's just kind of weird because if you get a pet, you know what's going to happen. Mm, for sure. It's not like your mom, dad, brother, sister. Who right. knows? You might outlive them. You might not. Right. A pet, it's like... You're going to outlive them. Yeah.
1: Nobody's more excited to see you every single no. day when you get home. Yeah. Like, they're just the best companions, yeah. dude. Dog or cat even. Some cats are very friendly when in that aspect, but dogs specifically, we're dog people here. Yeah. Um, Dude, they're the fucking best. Yeah. Dog you know? cats.
3: I mean, Ch- Channy, so like t- to fully agree with you, like I didn't grow up with pets. Mm-hmm. Kind of, Uh, I don't know, I don't want to say like anti-pet household, but like it was that attitude was kind of the same throughout my house. It was like, house. oh, Just,
1: they're messy. You don't yeah. want to take care like, of like, oh them. Oh my god, yeah.
3: why are they in the family photo? Like it's a dog. Right. And yeah. then uh, you know, I got Hank now, who's mm-hmm. my best friend in the whole world. And like, I I can't imagine, I can't believe I ever like lived without him type right. deal. And and he's the best thing ever. So, uh, you know, you know, I haven't dealt with, you know, knock on wood that yet. So, uh, I'm sorry that you're dealing with it, but it is wild once you get one how you 180. Uh, with your love of animals and pets and things like that it's
2: absolutely crazy and you know my wife was is still very sad oh, and i said yeah, you know imagine the only reason you're sad is because you had so many good memories right if you weren't sad you wouldn't have loved the dog you wouldn't have had great times with yeah. them so amen it's one of those catch 22 double-edged swords where if you don't create good memories you don't miss them and when you create good memories you miss them like hell but right hold and hug them they don't last forever, and uh, they bring tons of joy. And uh, like Pizzo said, they just they don't understand anything. Yeah. They I don't understand you. They're just there to help you have and fun. They're, they're excited, excited to be around, when you're around you. Yeah, they're yeah. pumped
3: when you're pumped. They're chill when you're chill. Like yep. They just want to match your energy. Some guy at work to me said uh, you should – I, I'm, I hope I don't butcher this. He was like, you should lock your, your wife and your dog in the trunk for two hours. Open the trunk. See who still likes you. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's like the dog the dog's just going to, like, jump out and not even care at all. <laughs> right. And your wife's it fucking and Close, and it. Your wife's close <laughs> it back up. <laughs> and your wife's probably going to press practice, you know? so, um Yeah. So, sorry to hear that, but uh, congrats on a awesome life, Pebbles. Yes. We love you, bud. R.I.P. We love you, bud. Um, okay, guys. So, transfer moving over into uh, um, some other news here. We we did our show last week with like the Red Wings news. This and- is more sad news coming up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so we
3: did. We did the. We did the. We did the uh, talk about the Red Wings, and then I feel like we posted it and everything decided to happen. Like, he I mean, it everyone, could have gone, we, gone more to shit. <laughs> every, every, everyone, uh, we signed people, we traded people, we sold. We've so lost six straight. So much, yeah. We've, we've lost, exactly. So, were we in the midst? Oh, yeah. The last show, we all sat around and predicted the Wings would bounce back versus Ottawa and get this ship straightened out. Scored it, the first goal. Scored the first goal Presumed. on the way home. while yes. driving home. I'm listening. <laughs> To Ken Cal and Paul Woods, and I'm hearing the wings go up, and then before I even got home, we were down four to one. Four, right. Don't blink. <laughs> they got absolutely shit pumped. Iserman saw it, made his decision about the future right then and there. Uh lot of contra- lot of uh dissenting takes about whether he did the right thing or the wrong thing. Uh so just to summarize, wings wings lose at that point four what was it? Three in a row uh, I was think? it? Three in a row, yeah, yeah, yeah. Three yes, in a row. That's right. So they lose three in a row, but get absolutely shit pumped by Ottawa in embarrassing fashion. Right after that, we send uh, we send Hironic to Vancouver for an an incredible haul. Just that was a great, just fucking an trade. absolute fleecing. So we send heronic to Vancouver for a 2023 first round and a 2023 second round. So immediate payoff, right? right. There. I mean,
1: Hironic was like whatever. He's all right. Yeah, he right. Like, he, was, but he was all right. He was all right, though. I'll I mean, I'll he, take a first and a second for him any day of
3: the week. Any rather. day of the week. Yeah. Any day and of the especially week. Especially
1: after the landslide started happening. Yes. You know, and it was like, now all this stuff looks great, minus like maybe the Verano one.
3: Yeah, so so let's just Go walk ahead. through yeah, it real quick. In. So, yeah, Hironic, we get the two picks. That is absolutely, in my opinion, the marquee trade. Uh, that we made return one. Yeah. Yes. I agree. Number two, I would definitely say is Bertuzzi going to Boston. That one broke a lot of people's hearts. Uh, Love he's, Bertuzzi, he's been with the program for, uh, 10 years. I think he's 20. He's going to turn 28 yeah. and he's been here since he was 18. Guy never played in a playoff game.
1: Yeah. That's crazy. Sucks. Yeah. Crazy. And we had Todd before, so it was like the Bertuzzi name was, you know, Detroit household. It started to become yeah. a name. You and he know? was a
3: second-rounder, kind of overachieved, and people just loved him. I mean, he was like a gritty one-two, one, two, whatever. Th- yeah, he was a hockey guy. yeah, it Just the through and through. You know, the red crowd probably loved he didn't get vaccinated and things like that. <laughs> so, so there's a lot of, hey. there's a lot of reasons. Respect. Michiganders loved him. Uh, from there, I forgot what came first. Uh, I don't know if it was Verona or Sunquist. Doesn't really matter. Sunquist uh, gets sent to Minnesota for uh, for a 2023 fourth round. I was like, rounder. all right, whatever. Yeah, we'll, like, take what I, we'll take what we can get. Sonny had, like, what, five goals this year? Right. I uh, mean, whatever. Wild set of chops on the guy. Good guy. Fun guy to have around, but, like, let's move him if we're rebuilding. Um, and then the Verona trade absolute bag of pucks uh 2025 seventh rounder and dylan mclaughlin who's already like been cut or something yeah. like that um <laughs> so it had to be like a cap dump move uh well i think it was more get him the fuck out of my face okay move. yeah i, I think eisenman couldn't stand the guy in post-game interviews they're they're asking him what about the verona trade what about the verona trade and he just keeps saying i can't really go into it too much uh, I don't want to go into it too much, but his time in Detroit was done, yeah. and that's all he said. Apparently, they considered letting him play out the season and even next season, um, but I just think whatever the fuck happened, uh, it got sticky. I th- yeah, and I think it was I think it was against everything Iserman stands for type deal. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know what it was, but I think Iserman was sick of his his quote unquote shit.
1: Right. I mean, can't blame him. Kind of dug his own grave there.
3: Yeah. So talking about these moves, uh, there's a lot of people crying. Oh, my God. I loved Burt. I loved Heronic. Sunquist was so funny. Verona could have panned out. No, I just think you're all incorrect. Iserman's doing exactly what he planned on doing this year. He wanted to fight for the eighth seed as soon as we got shit pumped by a team lower than us, two games in a row. He knew we weren't doing that. This team ain't winning the cup or winning playoff games. We got to be Boston realistic here. let in the first here. round. Let's, come on. Let's go. Right. Come on. Come so, on. God damn it. So, uh, and the word on the street is that Burt wanted f- like five years, 7 million a year, was never going to happen. Sorry about that, bud. So, I mean, if anybody wants to cry Out. about these guys uh, getting shipped – uh, it would have been way worse if the season ended and we didn't re-sign him and we got nothing because that's, that's how you don't. And we don't make playoffs still. Yeah, and that's how you don't rebuild a fucking program. no So I'm fully in on the Iser plan, fully trust that there, and I love everything he did. I okay. love it.
2: So you loved everything he did. From what I took, your favorite trade was Hronik. well
3: it, Without a doubt. It was, it was an absolute uh, – the Athletic gave A-plus for Detroit, D-plus for Vancouver.
2: Okay. For the sake of argument, and I know you said you liked them all, of the four moves he made, Bertuzzi, Hronik, Sunquist, Verana, what's your least favorite move?
3: Uh Verana. Just because we got nothing. I mean, okay. we have that's a last round pick and a guy that will probably not I, I don't know. Okay, I'll be fair. I don't know anything about Dylan. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about this guy literally whatsoever, but they sent <laughs> him down immediately. I just have a feeling. You put bag of pucks <laughs> next to his name, Frank? <laughs> I just, maybe he's dirty, but like no one has said anything exciting about him. So no, I, I have no idea who he is either. And the Verona deal I ain't going to dog him though. I don't know him, man. <laughs> shit. I'm going to dog him. You got to show me something. <laughs> you got to no, look. Verona was just straight up leave my leave my organization. Yeah agreed uh, you know um might as well have just been claimed on waivers pretty much I mean unless that seventh turns into you know a, a zetterberg or something right right um so, but yeah
2: so we make the four big moves
3: but we also made some other big moves in the last week correct the signings Go through those. Yeah. So, absolutely. The signings we got, we'll start with the least exciting one. Ali Mata, two years, uh, $6 million over the two years, $3 million average. So, good signing there. Ali. Yeah. That's a bargain signing. Okay. He's got, that guy's got fucking six umlaus in his name, which is pretty cool. <laughs> uh, so, I'm a big Ali Mata fan. My favorite signing, my favorite signing of uh, the ones we did is Walman. At three years, 3.4 million. That guy has really leaned into being a Detroit Red Wing. He did the he hit the fucking gritty this year, which everyone loved. Yeah. But he I think he's just been balling he out. He plays hard. Yes. A, goes hard. Yeah. I like Walman too. Um, he's got he I think he was on that cup team <laughs> with St. Louis. Um, I just like him. I think he's just played well and we got him at a good deal uh for the next three years. And he scored like a really sick goal midweek. He like uh, I, f- I forgot we played midweek, but he, it was a really nice goal and then went into a hard selly. I just like Walman a lot. Um, and then the marquee signing, the one that everyone has obviously been waiting for, Dylan Larkin, eight years, $8.7 million. Um, so I've said throughout this whole process that no one knew what they were talking about. Sounds like they kind of did uh, because it landed right in the middle of that 8-9 number and actually is closer to 9 Uh, Than I thought we would land. Yeah, but you can thank the All Star Weekend. Yeah, seriously, (laughs) jokes on us now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but we lock in our captain for the next eight years. Um, Yeah, Dylan, welcome, baby. I'm going to
2: put you guys on the spot. Eight years, eight point seven million,
3: A through F. What are you grading that? Uh, It's it's a little tough for me. Like I I want to support Dylan Larkin, and I want. His story to be what everyone wants it to be, which is the local kid who goes to uh, an in-state university, will say uh, to, to hosting the Stanley Cup as the captain of the Detroit Red Wings. I mm-hmm. mean, that's dream shit. That's right. absolutely like I wish I lived that life. Right. That's what I've always wanted. So for that, I'm rooting for it. Like a, I'm rooting for it a ton. I'm a little weary of. Him being, I'm going to be honest, I'm a little weary of him being our captain for the next eight years because some of the, the stuff he does leadership wise, uh, I don't know if I'm fully in love with, uh, and the it's big, totally fair. Yeah. And the biggest critique I have, one thing I hated was a viral clip going around right now is, is Larkin crying when he finds out like actually crying when he finds out Pertuse got traded to Boston. Mm-hmm. And to me that, that like, I didn't like that. That bummed me out. Not because I was sad for him, but because I was just like, can you please stop? Can you please you just, <laughs> right. I mean, I get that.
1: But like, they've also been friends on the Red Wings for a long time. True. You know, seeing your boy get shipped out. I mean, obviously the You're right fire, but it's like, I, I kind of get it. You know,
3: I just, all I kept thinking about, and this is not fair to Dylan Larkin is like, you think of Steve Iserman, right? And I just, I cannot ever imagine trying any, to compare
1: him to Stevie.
3: Can't sc- do it. <laughs> any scenario where Stevie's crying over like his buddy who probably lives in his subdivision, like going to play for another team after signing the biggest deal on on the team. Well, yeah.
2: that's the that's the thing. And then to your point, like you just said, well, you can't compare it to Iserman. Well, yes, you can. He's yeah. the captain of one of the marquee NHL franchises. Is Aaron Judge going to get compared to D- Derek Jeter now that he's the captain of the Yankees? Hell yeah, yeah, yeah. he is. Yeah, you have to. You're a marquee franchise. This is what Dylan Larkin should want. Mm-hmm. He's got the chance now. He's locked in. He's tied to the franchise for the duration, if not all of his career. Yeah. I mean, that's the goal, right? He probably wants to retire a Red Wing. Exactly. So it is now in his hands on a rebuilding team. He's the cornerstone, the bridge of the gap from the captain of the old team to hopefully the new look Red Wings. Yeah. He's given an opportunity. They show the faith in him by giving him eight point seven, mm-hmm. reported between eight and nine, like you said, a little closer to nine than eight. So that means you have confidence in him. Um this is all he should want right now, and he should have the pressure on him.
3: Oh, I mean, yeah, you're absolutely right. And right. I mean, and eight years is the longest you can sign in the NHL. So it's I think also for me, it's a little bit of in in my head, Iserman's rebuild is like almost very much down to like iserman guys now mm-hmm. you got Dylan Larkin still around you got Philip zadina still around I don't know if I'm missing anybody but I probably am but you're very close to getting down to like all iserman's team here and then he decided decides to keep Larkin and in my head I think I'm secretly a little bummed that like it won't be um cider because I think cider at least what I've seen kind of represents a little more of what I'd like to see out of a, out of a captain mm-hmm. right and <laughs> he, like he'll you know, he can just, like – he, like, hits the shit out of guys. Yeah, and he I love like Sider. He's my favorite Red Wing right now. Same, w- without a doubt. Um, So, with that being said, you know, I just – I'm rooting for you, Dylan Larkin, but, you know, I'm challenging you, buddy, because these are, like – you got a lot of – you got a big shoes to fill now. A through F. <laughs> I'm going to give it – I'll give it a B minus.
1: Okay, B minus. Lou? I'm in that same ballpark. I was going to say B. B. Because it's just, like, tough. It's, it's just, uh, he's a good player. He's going to get that money. If he goes, if he ends up going to the free agent market, but it's like, dude, it's like you said, it's the hometown dream being a hockey kid, local playing hockey your whole life in Michigan, basically, and then getting a chance to host the cup. And he's a good fucking player. He's He's a good player.
3: Let's just say, I mean, he's like, he is the best. Player on our team you could argue cider probably but he's the best forward for sure definitely and but i I, would still say he's
1: better skill wise than than cider at the moment yes
3: i would too but it is is it like is he that dude for the next eight years and i hope we're gonna find i just hope he gets better and better and i hope he i hope i look back on this and uh i'm just completely wrong but right but right now it's not it's not i'm not jumping for joy over it right
2: Like you said, we're all rooting for him, but we're journalists. We have a job to do. (laughs) We have to tell the people what they need to hear, not what they want
3: to hear. Him crying just bugged the shit out of me. i got to be honest. I
2: I don't disagree. I think you need to be somewhat stronger as the face of a franchise. But nonetheless, um, with that, I think I asked you guys this last podcast, but maybe I didn't. Now that we know the wing season is dead, they're they're, they're not making the playoffs. They're done. They're done. Dead.
1: Back down. Glad to I less. didn't buy those Panthers tickets. Yeah, I was,
3: I, I thought, I, when they when they lost whatever it was six four straight. I, I was, was like, thank God I didn't buy that <laughs> shit. Yeah. yeah. So
2: now that we know their season's dead, everyone's still believing in Iserman. I saw a lot of positive feedback from him. If he does not make the playoffs next year, is he starting to get questioned and or starting to get
3: his seat getting a little hotter? His seat's ice cold. I'll tell you that right now. Like right. It, it, in re in reality of ownership and actual people make that decision, the seat couldn't be more frozen. Like it's, it's not like if, if journalists or idiots like us get mad, that's not an actual hot seat. Like I'm right. telling you, there's actually no fear of, no, I agree. No, no chance. I, I don't, It would have have to suck for the next, like, three years. Yes, and, like, trade away something awful. He'd have to fuck up so bad. I don't think there's ever been a longer leash with someone in an executive position in Detroit sports. Well, that's what
2: I was just going to say. I don't think he should be on the hot seat per se, but, like, I'm getting a little irritated by how much of a pass he's getting. Like, don't keep saying every deal's great. Like, we're punting again. Like, I heard on the radio yesterday, he's had four drafts now Mm -hmm. with the Red Wings, okay? Your time, I'm going to let you punt again this season because I do believe you got people coming up. It was probably the smartest for this season. But next season, if you punt again, it's starting to look a lot like the other team that plays at LCA, which is the Pistons. You get a lot of young pieces. You're trying to push them together. Sooner or later, you got to start seeing results. Wings, second longest playoff drought in the NHL, Mm -hmm. only behind Buffalo right now. After the longest playoff streak, In NHL history, correct?
3: Yeah. Oh, I don't know if it was history. It was damn close, though. But it was very close. Top three. Right.
2: So, long playoff drought. Iserman will have five drafts after this Mm offseason, and he hasn't made the playoffs yet. Yes. Okay? I'm not asking him to win the East next year. I'm not asking him to win the division. I'm asking if he doesn't get in the playoffs... I think he's his hot meter should be about six or seven after next year if they don't just
3: get in the playoffs. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that's fair because I mean, if you if you really think about it, this year I I said if we compete for the eighth seed, that's a good year. Correct. And we got all the way until the trade deadline goal line where he had to either shit it get off the pot. It out, yeah. yeah, and we were right there at ninth you know, Mm -hmm. or whatever it is now, now it's like sender all the way down as far as we can go. So I would agree with you. I definitely think next year, if we're doing this exact same sell off three guys and pick up three draft picks, uh, it, 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 we should question it a little more. I am just so curious to see what he's going to do. Cause like, I'm curious if he takes these a hundred picks we have again, and drafts, mm-hmm. or if he's going to package them up and make a move on somebody. Right. And that's where I have no idea.
2: Right, I was reading, and I don't follow hockey as much as you guys, I was reading scenario two, the latter mm-hmm. is more likely, where, hey, we've got so many picks, you can ship three or four yeah. and still have an abundance of picks in the draft these next two years as well. So um, I think it's, you, you know, like you said, no one's. I'm not blaming him right now. Yes. I don't think he's on the hot seat, but... You get one more year of this,
3: I think you got to start to question in year five what's going on. The only, the only like, caveat to that, and I'll just put my hand up real quick and be like, you know, I, I cast the longest leash. I can't even see the end of my leash, I feel. So, like, I'm just going to say that. Um, and I will be a slap show for him forever. But I want to be somewhat reasonable and say... The picks that he's had, it's not the NBA and it's not the NFL where it's you get this top ten pick and they're on the field the first game or even this or just second season. Let's go as far as that. These kids are like eighteen years old, like maybe even younger. You know, sub twenty guys who take three to four years to develop before they're even up. Raymond and Cider were his two first first round picks, and they've both kind of ripped it. Uh, And we haven't even seen the likes of Edvinson. Um, Casper or Kosa, who are also first round picks that haven't even sniffed the NHL ice yet. So I'm not saying we got to wait 10 years for them to develop, right? But you gotta see what those top 10 picks can do. Yep. Um, and the goalie that Eiserman traded up for, Kosa, the monster, has uh just tied wherever whatever league yeah. he's in in shutouts. He stopped like. 150 sh- So you're hearing like this good news about his picks. Um, obviously we just want to see it at LCA when it, you know, f- winning games for us. So we We need those guys to get on the ice. And I'm looking
1: Mm -hmm. at it too. And so when he was at Tampa Bay, when Stevie was at Tampa Bay, he actually turned down the Minnesota wild job in 09, 2010 to take the Tampa one. And then they didn't make it to the Stanley cup finals until 2015.
3: Yeah. Five years.
1: Right. And they, they lost, but you know, they ended up winning them after, but regardless, he, you know, five years. So
2: year five. Yep. So I think that's fair. So you're saying he didn't draft a Spencer Torkelson. Yeah, right. Okay, good. Well, that's that's the first good step. Second question, how many of those guys are we expecting to see in a Red Wings uniform that aren't in a Red Wings uniform this year?
3: Uh, Ed, Edvinson should be up soon. I think he'll get some looks towards the end of the year because mm-hmm. I think at the end of the year the NHL expands the roster. And, and they yeah, do. Yeah, and uh, so I think Edvinson will definitely get a look. I don't know what Marco Casper's up to. That was the first-round pick from last year. Yep. Um. He's like 12 years old, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, so, I don't know what he's going to get. And then, honestly, the goalie guess is – I mean, I'm giving real no no good info here. Like, I don't know when Kosa's, what Costa's timeline is too. But he, yeah, you Google a picture either. of him, man, and he seriously looks like he's in eighth grade as well. Yeah. It's crazy. So, But I think you'll see Edmondson soon. And everyone's real excited about him. He's a monster. Okay. Yeah. So. Good. I'm excited. I like the picks in the hopper.
1: And I – It's the moves that needed to be made at this time in in the franchise. I agree. No doubt. I
3: totally agree. Totally agree. Um, Well, let's go Red Wings. Pretty much put a Put a plug in that season. <laughs> that, oh, that season is check, done, buddy. Check one more Detroit team off the list and not God be able to talk about. It. I could have used a month more of sales, man. I could have used a couple more hats going oh, off the shelf. Now we got nothing. I got to start making fucking Tigers. Fire here. sale. Yeah. Hopefully hopefully the Tigers get off to like a five and three start, and I can sell a few tees before oh. everyone calls it on them. Before they start. They're beating the piss out of St. Louis right now, like eighteen to three. Really? Yeah, I saw that. I I couldn't believe it. I well, think the, yeah, eighteen to three final.
2: Well, the pitchers were actually throwing Javi Baez strikes today, so he was oh. actually getting a couple hits. But once they get a little more footage, they'll just keep it out of the strike zone. He'll
3: yeah. Be swinging at everything.
2: Isn't uh, World Baseball Classic starting this week? I believe.
3: Um, I wouldn't know that. That's a that's a yeah, you, I think that's World, a you question. World
2: Baseball Classic starting this week. That's always a cool little thing. Yeah. Once every four
3: years. Before we go, before we go NFL, I since we're talking a little baseball here, and mm-hmm. it's a little warm out. You know, do we got any? Like, what do we? What do we got this year, Chandler? Do we have anything to? Yeah, you're shaking your head. Nothing. Yeah. It it, it mirrors Biggies last year after
2: Cade got hurt. What the Pistons season was. That's oh. what the Tigers season is this that's year. just how.
3: That's how it's starting. It's a tryout. Jesus.
2: It's a tryout, and Scott Harris said it in as many words in his introductory press conference, like hey, this is an evaluation year. We're going to see what we got. I did hear some very troubling news, which I cracked a joke about earlier today. Um, But uh, I did hear on the radio today that Torkelson's struggling again and that there's rumblings that he's not even a guarantee to be on the opening day roster Jeez, because of how bad his hitting is. Now, again, local radio show, I don't know. I was listening to it, but... They did say Torkelson has not been looking great, and for anyone who watched him last year, um, he not was terrible. Great. Yeah, he's not great. Now, how long a-
1: has spring training been going on for? Any idea? Uh,
2: spring training's been on for about a weekish now. Okay, I, I want like say. twelve games in or something. Yeah, okay. yeah, okay. So so it's it's still pretty
3: pretty early, but
2: yeah, early in spring training. <laughs> but um, I mean,
3: torque. Torque started the year with us last year, right? And it had like a hot yeah. 069 average or something. Yeah,
2: he was really bad. Went down to AAA. Didn't even hit that well in AAA last year. So, um, <coughs> Avila guy, right? Avila guy. Never helps. Alarming. We have none of our young pitching this year. Scooble, uh, Mize, both out yep. with injuries. Is it for the whole year? Uh, for sure, Mize. Yeah. I think Scooble's kind of questionable as to when he'll return. So we're not going to see anything from them. I mean, we recycled Matt Boyd. He's coming back he's this back. year. He's back this year. Great. Um, What's-His-Face will be back this year, which will be exciting to see. Spencer Turnbull. Okay. No hitter. Mm-hmm. So he's he has a little excitement. <laughs> Man, was, we are
1: going to be – it's going to be a dark season for the Tigers. Oh, it sounded sir. Sir, like, sir. Holy shit. Is there, yeah. any,
3: is there any hope whatsoever that it's like that 06 year where we thought we were going to suck and we ended up going to the World Series? No. Okay. <laughs> There's no <laughs> fucking chance. I don't know. Because I remember the it was Leland's first year. Remember, everyone was like, "Oh, this team's going to be ass again." But but they weren't like ass ass. They were like ten under five hundred. ass. Yeah. I
2: will say this: th- our our division's so bad that yeah. it's like if any if any team were to do it in a division, it'd be playing in this division. But to lose point, like we are a bottom three roster on paper in in the MLB. Like, how does
3: this even happen? Like, I just don't like we've been rebuilding loss. seven That's years how? of loss. <laughs> right. Yeah, they I mean, I think they're the most. I mean, okay, the Lions are the Lions, but the Tigers. It's it's almost worse to like have it and have it be taken away and never. Oh, get just it. dangled in front of your face. Yeah, at least the Lions have just been like consistently a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. yeah
2: this, this Pistons is... have gotten
3: it done. Wings
2: getting it done. And 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 baseball follows the hockey timeline that you just talked about. Like you don't just come up; you get your right. top ten pick, and he's plug and play. Mm-hmm. This is a a two to three year project. Still. Yeah. I feel like now. baseball
1: and hockey are very similar in that aspect where like it takes time to get yes. those guys, unless you're picking people off other teams, like it takes time.
2: Well, the worst part about it, and, and maybe I, I can look up exactly where they at, are at, but I, I'm pretty sure with how bad the Tigers have been, they still have one of the worst farm systems. Yeah. Like it, it, you'd think they'd stack up all these guys and all these prospects and, And, hey, they've been bad for seven years. At least they got something to look forward to, like the Red Wings, like we just talked to. I just looked up on The Athletic, Keith Law's top 30 farm systems. Detroit Tigers, 30. 30? Worst farm system in the MLB. (laughs) What did we do? So uh, what Keith Law has to say about the Tigers is, The new regime faces a big challenge here as very little has gone right for the Tigers farm system in recent years from 2016 through 2021, their top three picks signed their international free agent classes have been totally unproductive. That's unreal. That's a sentence in there. So it's, it's insane that they are the 30th, ranked it
3: just seems like every it seems like everyone that we broke off a huge piece of the winning teams like for these prospects that i've never heard of that they turned into nothing i mean nothing we got nothing for justin verlander we got nothing for jd martinez um those are the two that really stick out to me
2: uh i think we lost david price to free agency yeah. Or if we didn't, it was a bad trade anyway. We lost Scherzer to free, free agency. agency.
3: Exactly. Wouldn't wouldn't pay him. Nope. That was Dombrowski's decision, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yes, that was Dombrowski's He knew he was decision. leaving.
1: He's like, fuck it, I don't care. Well,
3: so, and we had Verlander to pay.
1: So
2: one of the worst five teams last year, 30th ranked farm system. You can just carve out that spot in the show sheet. Leave it blank. We're not talking any time here <laughs> this year.
3: we got to go to one game.
2: Try to hit one oh, game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. New I'll, Amsterdam porch. Yeah, I'll have yeah. my back to the outfit. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, we're not going to be watching any of the game, but <laughs> we'll be I'll we'll be slurping dogs, yeah, crushing beers. Oh, yeah,
3: yeah. Okay. All
2: right. Can well, we talk about a team with hope here in Detroit? Like, imminent take hope. It. Take yes. Not just...
1: Couple it's year been kind of a down hole. podcast, you but know? <laughs>
2: it's yeah. kind of been on the sadder yeah. side today. Yeah. It has it's been. It's a blue day. Sometimes you got to do that, you happens. It happens. Yeah. But, um, let's talk about the Lions. So this traditionally, as a Lions fan, is our favorite time of year. Yeah. This year... Still is almost it still <laughs> is. But for
3: a way different reason. Way different
2: reason. Yep. Because we're actually excited about next year. Yes. So the big the big debate that I'm hearing on local radio right now is quarterback. It's all you're hearing. That's all you hear. Quarterback. Do we take one at eighteen is what a lot of people are saying. Some people are saying six. Some people are saying one of our second round picks, but a lot of people are saying, Do you take a quarterback? So Frank, I want to hear from you first. We, I posed a question last week about Bryce Young. That's an isolated instant. Let's say yeah. three quarterbacks gone in the top five. Yeah. Levis, Young, Stroud. Yeah. Carter, Anderson, go top five. Let's just say that. Yeah.
3: Do you entertain a quarterback no. at six? No. No. Like, overwhelmingly no.
2: Do you entertain a pick at eight, a quarterback at 18?
3: No. No. Do you I enter, don't.
2: Do you entertain a quarterback with your first second round pick?
3: I don't think so. I don't, I'm not in on a quarterback. I'm not in on a quarterback. That's I, that's unless, so I guess maybe I need to do a little research on who those early second round guys are, who an 18 pick would be. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm to the point of even saying like, if the America's hottest quarterback right now, AR 15 is available at 18. You do not take him. Like, you
2: cannot take, him.
3: you cannot take him. So I, I am, I am out Seriously, every time I turn on 97 1, any radio station I listen to, they're having this exact same conversation. The exact same fucking one. And I am just here to say, golf is the guy. He's the absolute guy right now. In the 24 games or whatever he's had with us, he's been a top five, top, top, at least a top 10 quarterback, probably mm-hmm. a top five, top three in the NFC. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am all in on golf, but you need to get a backup, and I don't think you have to do it through the draft, but find a backup. I don't care if it's fucking Joe Flacco. you got to find a backup.
2: Amen. I think you need depth at quarterback, but like you said, a first or second round pick should be a starter for you. Yeah. That's a day one starter, and God knows we need about four or five of them on defense.
3: Why would you do that to him? I just I just don't even – I don't think there's any reason to put him in that position. He has played awesome. He's played great.
2: He's played great. And for the the one that's really jumped up the, the rankings recently, and the buzz has gotten very hot on him, which you touched on, is AR-15. That's crazy. And that's the one where people are saying, do we possibly take him because he's a project? We see what Goff does the next two years. First and foremost, he has one of the worst completion percentages ever for a projected first-round pick. I saw he would be bottom four- Ever, if he's taken in the first round, the
3: the names associated with his completion percentage are like Jake Locker and yes, Bo-
2: Kyle Bowler Bowler Bowler. Yes. Yeah. So you're gonna you're gonna take a, a player like that with a a very valuable asset with a quarterback who just came off arguably his best year in his career, maybe not team wise, but personally, possibly the best year in his career. Why would you ever do that?
3: We have needs. We have needs that can be filled by draft picks in the first round. There's uh, so many good defensive players out I mean. there, too. There's, There's a no ton. reason.
1: There's no reason to to reach for AR fifteen at six or eighteen.
2: Do you guys let's let's distance AR fifteen from the Lions. Do you see AR fifteen as a top ten pick? Let's say if you're in need of a quarterback. You're the Carolina Panthers, you're at number
1: nine. Are you taking AR fifteen? I don't. I mean, yeah, I, I might. I to be honest with you, some of the other guys that that's kind of getting overlooked. I like Hendon Hooker a lot. I don't think he's a bad. I mean, he's shown more than Richardson. He just doesn't have a six four two twenty five build. Well, and he's hurt, and he's
2: like thirty five years old. But
3: <laughs> like the age, <laughs> like the age, veteran Frank. You taking AR fifteen? If I'm the Carolina Panthers, at nine, at nine, potentially. Okay. I, I would definitely, like, at least consider it, but I still... The quarterbacks are not good coming out this year. I just, I think it's a scary, I think it's scary, and it's and it's wild to me that, um like, how this always happens with the draft, and I kind of said this last week, mm-hmm. it's these highlights of AR-15. We've seen them all. I, I don't know why they now look so delicious and so great. Is it because of because the year Hertz had that he can run like that, and he's like a truck? Like I'm just trying to add it up of why, and I heard he had really great interviews, which is I don't yeah. want to overlook that too much, but enough to make him a top ten quarterback pick who wasn't even considered when the season ended. It's it's in, I think it it's took insane. Him five weeks to get a
2: passing touchdown. I'm this praying year. he goes. How in much the top do you guys?
3: Five? How much do you guys like buy into like? other teams pushing this media out there at all. Well, that's the, I think that's a big part (laughs) of it. I hope he goes
1: in the top five. That's awesome. Well, that's what I was just going to say is I hope the lions are pushing right.
2: Some of these out because if he goes higher, that only benefits the lions. If he goes top five, you could potentially see, uh, four
1: quarterbacks out of the top five which lands us one of the top maybe will anderson maybe and they're talking about Jalen carter slipping out of the top 10 if he gets to us at six
3: buddy boy we won't take him i think we do (laughs) i i I, we will not though i i'm not telling you what the correct move is we will not take that guy
2: i like hypotheticals so four quarterbacks get taken will anderson gets taken we have the fifth pick are we taking a corner there Are we taking Tyree Wilson over the other D-end over Jalen Carter?
3: Uh, I, I, I personally think that this Lions team with Holmes, with Campbell, and the history of the Fords, huge character guys. Huge, huge character guys. I thought last year, and I was wrong, that Thibodeau was better than Hutch. Me too. Okay? They liked Hutch more. They liked his character more. They liked his attitude. They liked his motor. (laughs) <laughs> okay, remember how much we heard about his fucking motor, but it's actually real, and I'm, I respect that a lot. It was a great, good good no, he was like almost rookie of the fucking year. It was a great Should, pick. Like, Should have won it. Yes. Him. So, so I'd, I truly, whether it's correct or not, I don't think we touch Carter. Seriously, I think he's not even on our board. I think we'll breeze right by him strictly because of character issues and not fitting.
1: Uh, I mean, what did he do though? He did, he was street racing, right? Yep, and then he fled the scene. And he fled the scene. With I, de- mean,
3: with de- I mean, with, I mean, like with dead bodies on the site. On oh, the site. Yeah, okay. That's bad. Yeah, that's not good. I didn't know about the dead bodies on site. Two people died, I believe, in the race.
1: Okay. That he was racing. Okay. So he wasn't, like, involved in, like... Well, we don't know, right? It's I all guess I could saying. pull up
3: the whole story, but that is, like, what my understanding is, is that it was... I mean, he got... You know, you can't street race, and I I don't know about... In, if, like... I don't know anything about him being intoxicated or anything like that. I don't right. Know I mean,
2: I, I hate to say this, but... It, we're just being honest. This, this is what we do here. This is the reality of the situation. You're not you're not picking from a, a pool of choir boys. Yeah. This no, you're is not. the business. And did he do anything criminal or not? That's my question. Can he criminally be charged? And as bad as that sounds, that
3: is the business of the NFL. And I don't think you're wrong, Channy. I really don't. I just what from knowing the Lions I don't think they take him based on this incident.
2: I'm just, like, starting to pile these things together in my head, and I'm saying, Jalen Carter with Aiden Hutchinson. We trade for Jalen Ramsey. You just make those two moves. Dude. <laughs> yeah, we're sick. And just <laughs> those two moves.
1: <laughs> and like you said, Chandler, like, if all these quarterbacks go in front of us and it's laying on a silver plate with, like, Will A and then uh, Texas Tech boy, what's his name? Tyree Wilson. I mean, right. Like, it's like, man, it's hard to – you're going to just – pick somebody because he had a one street racing incident. Like, yeah, it's a shitty situation, but motherfucking can play football. It, that's what I, I mean, that's
2: honestly what I'm saying too, is listen, I understand it, but my thing is this. If, if four go in the top five, four quarterbacks in the top five, which is actually kind of likely. Now you have two options, Jalen Carter, trade the pick Jalen Carter, trade the pick. You cannot stay at the six pick and not take the best player. You will get a load for that if you trade it. And take another player in a similar position. I mean, how oh. over him. Fucking Vegas will take him.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Just go back a spot. <laughs>
2: Vegas might be trading up into the top five.
1: That If that yeah. does happen, we could get an
3: absolute load for that pick. I think yes. this is one of the most unpredictable top or draft yeah, period. It's very wide open. And the Jalen Carter thing is just the element of like, now it's another monkey wrench. I have never known less about what Detroit's going to do at six than this year. And let alone the top, the top five, like normally do you, you kind of know what, how that's going to shake out yep. last year. We had a pretty good idea this year. I got no idea. No it, clue.
2: It's trade galore. Cause Chicago's trading. 100%. Everyone says they're trading Arizona is probably trading at this point in time. And then a team like, you say, Seattle, they just signed Geno Smith three years. So do they really want to take a quarterback or work on a project this year? Probably not. They're definitely going defense. Yes. If they get a good deal, they might say, hey, too good to pass up. Let's stack some more picks. We don't need a quarterback this year. So to your point, Frank, it's wide open usually we start seeing things kind of come together after the combine and the picture gets a little clearer. I think it got
3: muddier this year.
2: Yes. With Bryce Young measuring a little shorter than people thought. And wearing and those high heels. Yeah. And,
3: and wearing those high heels. Yeah, they get two-inch <laughs> fucking no
2: bulls on. Yes, behind the podium. He's like wearing Skechers <laughs> sl- <laughs> slip-ins. So with that, with um, everything going on with um, Jalen Carter yep. and not knowing where he goes, and really like – for teams who need cornerbacks, Lions included, like, who's the top corner? It was Joey Porter Jr. coming out of the college football season. It was Devin Witherspoon. Now I'm seeing Christian Gonzalez as the top corner.
3: So I, I've never seen – I mean, Witherspoon, just, like, he's in the top ten and then he's not in the first round. Like, right. He just – he keeps bouncing around. It's crazy. And I feel like a lot of – even though Sauce last year was awesome, one rookie of the year – um, there's it's just spooky to take a corner i agree it's just spooky i I mean fucking look at okuda even though he started to play a little better this year it it, took him a little bit to get settled in but it's not a he's he was number three overall i know yeah it's not right no i agree like he should be fucking ripping it
2: like those are the two corner and quarterback are the two positions that take the most time you know you have to be the most athletic guy on the field to play corner you rarely see sauce Gardner come out of college and happen. That's a, that's a guy that right. comes around every five, ten years. And
3: it's like if Ramsey's really interested, it's kind of like well, why don't we just do that? Yes, one hundred percent. It's insanely Amen. hard position to play in the NFL. Amen. Especially with, I mean, all the, yeah, the way they call everything now. um I I'm just looking at this now. It's hard to believe Philly has a top ten pick. It, it's it's and, and New Orleans doesn't have half one in the. Oh no, they do. Okay, they do. The 30th pick.
2: It's wild. You see Philly has one. You see Seattle has one from Denver, the fifth overall pick. Um, Miami's is forfeited. Is that from the tampering? Yes, that's from the tampering. Yep. Yep. Fucking scum.
3: Steve (laughs) Ross, Michigan guy. This
1: is
2: crazy.
3: Honestly, this is one of the craziest off-seasons uh, I can remember between the quarterback shuffle that's about to happen between Rogers. Fucking, doing I'm so Hoss Trade, Hoss trade deadline, <laughs> yeah, in a cave. The fucking free agency, these picks. Our trade, our
1: free agency. That's what I meant.
3: Yeah, it opens uh, the 13th, right? Monday. Op- yeah, yes. around
1: the corner.
2: Opens around the corner, and I just saw right before we got on today, Danny Dimes four years, 160 million. That's insane. And in they're franchising Saquon now. Because oh they got see. a long-term deal done with Danny Dimes. That so, feels like a
3: disaster.
1: Yes. Yeah.
2: That uh, could yeah. be a disaster. I saw Dallas tag Tony Pollard. Yeah, so that's what I was just wondering. That like, you got Saquon and Pollard both tagged now, so you got a lot less on the free agent market for the running back.
1: And Josh Jacobs, too. And Josh
2: also Jacobs. Also tagged. So, so what does th-
3: Jamal Williams' price tag just keep exact,
2: rising and rising? I
3: was just going to say, so what does that mean? Is that five-plus now? You better hope he loves this city you know and gives a discount but that it sucks now a little bit and then it's like would we go we wouldn't draft a running back right like would we take Bijan Robinson at 6 he's sick i know he's sick but <laughs> he's like sick. And it would be insane not at 6
2: no. but if he's there at 18 i think you got to
1: really yeah. consider that they he, were people were comparing him to Barkley i can I mean, see that i mean
3: he's he's sick i i don't I just think we should take defense, like, the entire draft.
1: But sometimes I feel like you got to get your boy. Like, you you see the guy that you – you know, it's not always the the need,
3: but sometimes it's like, who's the best athlete available right now? It's tough. It's a tough game to play. I mean, the, the one time I really agreed with that was when we took Calvin Johnson after, like, our fifth receiver in the last <laughs> right. six years or whatever it was. <laughs> I did not agree with it when we took fucking Mike Williams. No. <laughs> and he was not the best athlete. He was, like, fat. Yes, and not playing—that <laughs> doesn't count. Yeah. Well, I can't wait. Uh, the draft is what do we know the date. April. We have so much fucking time. This is what nauseates me about the I draft. Know. It's
2: it's crazy because it's it's like it's so far away. We have so many things that are going to break between now and the draft. That guys in the top ten might not even be in the top fifteen.
3: If I'm any of these players, like I am, I would like lock myself in the basement. I wouldn't go out. I wouldn't do anything. So April twenty. 20- Seventh. Oh my God, that's an eternity. We have like a hundred shows before yeah. this. <laughs> what?
2: Show 200 is gonna air before then.
3: Oh my God. All right. Well, I can't wait to talk next week about how I still don't want a quarterback and, <laughs> and golfs our guy.
2: Well, we could talk about the wings or a Tigers season yeah. preview. <laughs> well, we will get
3: and we will get something with free agency, right? I mean, that's right. God. Free agency is gonna be sweet. And, hey. Okay. Side note here. You see, you guys. You guys see Brad Holmes? What he's wearing lately. No. no. You haven't seen this? No. He's wearing this hoodie that says villain. Oh. It just says, it just it has a Lions logo, and then it says the word villain. And he will not answer any questions on it. Like, he deflects them. If you Google, at least the last time I Googled Detroit Lions villain, uh, nothing's, I mean, I hope there's an answer here. No, it just says, like, Brad Holm plays villain when discussing Lions QB needs. Lions adopting villain mentality for t- 2020. I'm with it.
2: <sighs> no. Uh-oh. <laughs> I don't want this. Look <laughs> at this, this.
3: Here's the whole story. Detroit Lions adopting villain mentality, 2023. Lions GM Brad Holmes spotted wearing villain hoodie at the 2023 NFL combine. This is fucking journalism. Look, there he is. Villain. Lions logo. um, And I don't think he even says anything. What about, I, I'm, I'm what like about Campbell?
1: Is he rocking one, too?
3: Campbell. He, Let's look at our team
2: in East Lansing and take some notes from it. Stop with the cliches. Oh, Stop with okay, the we're nowhere. <laughs> after well,
3: nowhere one, we are nowhere near the fucking deep water woodshed. Chopping. Chop, <laughs> chop city. It started with the woodshed, and it got slippery quick
2: and, in and one season. Every and
3: week there was a new fucking term. Well, the, that's what I'm saying. The only difference here is Holmes is not talking about it like he's not saying like villain boys like yeah. and doing some like cloak and dagger shit he's <laughs> holding just holding up the v yeah right <laughs> like the only one they do is grit and they don't even really say it they just <laughs> kind of, they just kind of live it yeah. it is nowhere near the absolute marketing carnival in east lansing that is the chop shed wood show deep water what else is there spartan dog is there's, no mo- <laughs> there's
1: no more yeah. man um, speaking of villain uh this was pretty funny not funny but the joe mixon thing oh we have to talk that dude so no, I'm, I'm looking that at that was the not article. funny at all but yeah <laughs> might have to edit that, not funny <laughs> but just an insane thing to happen uh they said kids in in high, early high school were playing outside in their yard um in cincinnati with nerf guns
3: Nerf guns and Mixon open fired and hit one of the kids in the leg. And I would just like to give a full background here for those who don't know Joe Mixon, longtime running back of the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, I don't know what year he's in. I want to say like six or maybe not seven. That seems like a long time, but I'm going to say five or year, five or six. Yeah. Um, there is a devastating clip of right before the NFL draft of him knocking out um, a young female when he was in,
1: at Oklahoma, right? Yeah, yeah.
3: In a in a fast food restaurant, I believe. And everyone, it was right after the Ray Rice thing. Ray Rice's career ended, but the Bengals drafted him, and ESPN showed this clip about a hundred times. He stayed out of trouble for the most part, yeah, uh, throughout his career. But then today we find out in his multi million dollar. Uh, gated community, he thought he was under fire with some kids playing nerfs and they shot 11 shots coming out of his house and one of them hit a kid in the leg. A kid in the leg. You can't make that shit up. How do you mistake a nerf gun? It's literally impossible. I still need to read the whole story. so like, uh, I don't know all the details, but everything I've seen is just like, yeah. Gunshot from Joe Mixon's house was fired at kids in nerf war. Police enter stars home after sh- shots reported. I mean this this happened. I guess I just don't know if he was the one shooting.
1: That's just crazy. They're like bright blue, yellow. Like they look nothing like a gun. Like well, what, not only how that. The fuck does that. Obviously, happen?
2: we don't know the situation, but he's a guy that's probably going to get cut this year, and he's probably going to be looking for a new team. So, w- what does that mean for his NFL future? Let alone his personal future.
1: Little cloudy. I mean, yeah, he's definitely going
3: to be looking at some court. 100%. Yeah, I mean, he's done. He's done. He was uh, – he's done. Uh, the kid's okay. The kid is okay. Uh, he was hitting the leg. Juvenile was taken to the hospital. With non-life-threatening injuries um, they're working with. A bunch of people to figure out what the hell happened. Um, I'm just trying to see if there's any more info because there's nothing that I'm reading that definitively says it was him. Um, but but it does say we can confirm that part of the crime scene involves a home connected to Bengals player Joe Mixon. Hmm. Um. And you just not good. You just hear this shit and you're like, what? How?
1: What? Like, what? Yeah. Is that a re- is this the onion?
3: Yeah. Yes. You know like, <laughs> that is what? onion headlines. Seriously. Shit. Yes. Um. And like I'm looking at pictures of the neighborhood. This is. I know it's like, this could be Oakland County. Like, yes,
1: you're, you're in uh, the top part of town.
3: Yes. (laughs) Unreal. Unreal. All right. Well, you guys want to do some over under let's rip it. All right. Let me, uh, let me pull up the list. Jer bear again, always coming through. Um, he's been awesome this year out there going crazy for the champagne showcase. I had these over unders already on my desk, uh, before the day started, so I appreciate you, Jerry. On Monday, he was already firing these things off. Wow, he was still yeah. juiced up from the jump Jumping the gun, baby. dude. He was fired up. It was cool. He was he was hyping everybody up, uh, trying to get Team Champagne on the board. Just wasn't working. Wasn't Jerry's fault. Not at all. Far from it. Um, okay, LGRW as we always lead off. Number one on the list. I'm going to lead with you, Chandler. Uh, we're going to go number one. Spring break.
2: Spring break. Underrated. Spring break was great. I had a great spring break. Actually, me and Lou went on spring break together when we were seniors. Can't get away from this
1: fucking guy. Cancun.
2: (laughs) It was great. Spring break was always a great time. Underrated.
3: I was actually gonna say this is like the first update we've had where I spent some time with Lou and and you didn't. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Kind of a curveball. It was nice. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go number two here. Take it away. Uh, spring break underrated. I was on spring break with you as well in college. Uh, Panama city, uh, the worst car ride of my entire life. The worst moment of my life was coming back from Panama city. (laughs) Five people in a 2000, I don't know. Let's call it a 2005, uh, Mercury Sable. Oof. Yeah, yeah, that's tough. Talking someone in that middle seat. Yeah. All our stuff in the back, 23-hour, whatever it was, 20-hour yeah. ride from Panama to Michigan on the way home. Hell on earth uh, came right from the club to get my car to go home. Oh, Awful. God. But, uh, but a... with that being said, spring break's underrated. Underrated. Yeah, underrated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll follow that, too. I've always had a
1: fucking blast on spring break. I've, I had a similar – I've drove to Florida two times, and one of them was a very similar – instance is yours Frank small car five people packing it in it's fun going down it's not fun but it's a good time when you're oh, way there fine. when you're fucking coming back Forget you're like dude please make this stop um I actually had a change I actually flip-flopped it one year um sophomore year at Michigan State and went to Mount Treblant in Montreal and did like a snowboard thing during spring break wow. too so yeah you know it doesn't have to be beaches and, and oceans all the time yeah severely underrated
3: I wish it just kind of still existed Cause yeah, now it's not just, really a thing like anymore. Work. Now you just well, go on vacation whenever yeah. you want. Yeah. yeah, you can. You can. Yeah, you just pick break, any, you you know? make your own. Yeah, yeah. True. Very true. Number two, I'll lead it off here. Uh, number two, corporate America. Um, You know, I don't really know what to say here. This is kind of a tough one. I think there's a hundred different ways you can answer it. In general, I would probably say it's, it's overrated, but it's also kind of the... F- fabric of the company, the country and how everything's built and how people make money and things happen. Uh, but I would say like, when I think of corporate America, you know, I think of kind of like, uh, you know, badging in and out of work and yes. no one really like caring top, about top you. the top earners of the country. Yeah, a number. Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, Correct. you kind of are just That's a number and you're uh, your, uh, disposable type deal. So I'll say that piece of corporate America is overrated.
1: Yeah, I'll follow that. I just got out of uh, corporate America this year, so... Fuck corporate America. There you go. Overrated.
2: Yeah, I'm a I'm a small business guy as well. I don't uh, particular. I never particularly been in corporate America. Really, don't plan on it. Um, overrated. Yeah. Support small
1: business.
3: I agree. I always thought I wanted to be part of a like a huge ass company. Me too. And then you're part of a huge ass company, and like you're it, like this sucks. Yeah, you're like this blows. Yeah, it does. It literally does. It's <laughs> Support like a, it's small a business. Yeah. yeah. Channy doesn't even have an Amazon account, so. <laughs> Seriously? Hey, that's a sports. That's fucking is, awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, number three. Pizo. Texting with emojis. Texting with
1: emojis. I, I I'll say that they're underrated. I think that emojis kind of like liven it up a little bit. Everyone's throwing the fucking crying faces. They have so many now you can literally put an emoji out there for anything. Underrated. I'm going emojis
2: overrated gifs, gifs, spliffs, whatever you want to call them. (laughs) Those are the way to text. Those are the way to send reactions. Emojis are fine. I just think they're kind of overplayed, overrated. I'd rather send my meme slash gif overrated.
3: Okay, I'm going to say underrated. Uh, I think they add a little spice to the text messages. Obviously, you can always, always overdo it. You can say that with anything, but there are some funny ones out there, and every once in a while, someone hits you with an emoji you've never seen before, and you're like, where the hell's that in the keyboard? Yes. <laughs> uh, I mean, they even have, like, the X-ray now, and people are, like, looking for the dog in you. So it's, I don't know. I think they're funny. Uh, I'm going to say underrated. Number four, Channy. Will Smith. Big Willie style. Oh, gosh tough <laughs> overrated wow I hate to say it
2: uh I love Will Smith love Fresh Prince Independence Day Big Willie style
1: MIB yeah yeah Men in
2: Black uh Bad last Boys few, or, uh yeah Bad Boys Bad I'm Boys thinking. all the great times he had but this last year you just can't stop hearing about him yeah for anything other than a, a setup scene in my opinion and I'm tired of hearing about him so overrated
3: um, I believe we had a discussion about this before, and it was The Rock. Uh, and you were kind of saying you were sick of The Rock lately and all this. I'm looking at the whole picture. All the movies you just Quote named. Quote,
1: unquote, grab ass with Kevin Hart. <laughs> yeah,
3: yes, exactly. That's right. That's right. Uh, the Slap sucked. That sucked. Jada, Jada sucks. That whole situation sucks. But overall, I mean... The song Miami, getting jiggy with it. Men in Black was like one of the hardest I laughed in the theater as a kid. I think Will Smith is underrated. Um,
1: I'm going to go with overrated for Will
3: Smith. If you would have
1: asked me this 10 years ago, I would have gave you a different answer. But the the recent activity, super annoying. And like just putting all of his family situations out there in public. It's like, dude, handle your business behind the scenes. Overrated.
3: Fair enough. Fair enough. Number five, very easy one for me, cannolis. I fucking love cannolis. Come on. Are you kidding me? Pale. You kidding me? Underrated.
1: Underrated, love cannolis, top, top, top.
3: Top dessert. Yes.
2: Had one Saturday night, underrated.
3: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We love our cannolis here, Italian roots. Big cannoli people. Yeah, I... uh, only thing I could add with cannolis, I Trader Joe's. I like bought this. Uh, I don't know. It was like a little tub of like cannoli filling. Mm. You could just eat it raw. It it wasn't as good as I wanted it to be because it was kind of fucking healthy. Yeah, it was like yogurt. It was like, Joe's it was like yogurty. Yeah, you know? no, yeah, no, no, no. I need like the sugar. You know? Yeah, yes. yes. I need that sugar
1: baby. Low fat yogurt, artificial chips. It's one of those I'm not things. Not eating a fucking cannoli to like try to be healthy. That's what I mean. You know what I like mean? Like, I just
3: feel like there's some things where it's just like, I don't need a fucking low fat donut. You know, it's like, I'm, I'm here to fuck around. Like, what are we doing? Stop I agree 100%. taking the joy out. I remember this one time my mom, when we were younger, bought sugar-free cinnamon toast crunch. And like, I thought my dad was going to leave her. Dude, my like, mom used to do that all cardboard. the time too.
1: She'd like randomly do it too. Like normally would be like on point oh, with like yes. cereal and everything. And then one day you come home and it's like low fat Oreo. Yeah. I'm like, what?
3: She like did it on accident. You like berate her for a week. Talk about it on a podcast. Were you not later. fucking paying attention in the aisle? Yeah. My mom's batting like 9,800. And I am like, this one time was so fucked up. Oh, <laughs> (laughs) Oh, too funny. (laughs) All right, team. Well, we appreciate you being here, listening to us, uh, supporting the podcast. Again, thanks for everyone who who was out there supporting the Champagne Showcase. Thanks for everyone supporting uh, Chandler's Causes as well. We appreciate everything you guys do. Uh, Don't forget, since I did have you, I plugged the Champagne Showcase for so long. Next thing I'm plugging hard here is the Champagne Report comes out weekly. Uh, it's email write-up about Detroit sports, pop culture, and a lot of the stuff we talk about. would love to grow that email list, so go check it out, ChampagneAthletics.com slash subscribe. You can put your email in there. And lastly, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, we would love a five-star rating and a review. Those really help us out. Don't forget to tell your friends. Uh, we'll be hanging out all summer episode 99, a hundred on the horizon. We thank you guys all for being here and we will see you next week. Have
2: a great weekend, everybody. Let's get it boys.
3: See ya.
0: Dress in black, remember that, just in case we
1: ever face to face and make contact. The title held by me, MIB, means what you think you saw, you did not see. So don't blink B, what was dead is now gone. Black suit with the black ray bands on. Walking shadow, moving silence, guard against extraterrestrial violence. But Joe, we ain't on
3: no government list. We straight, don't exist, no names and no fingerprints. Saw something strange, watch your back, cause you never quite know where the MIBs is at. Uh.